Mad Beef is kept going and growing by generous support from Skater HQ. Bill and the team have been heavily involved in the inline skating community since 1991 and continue to support competitions, skaters, and now a podcast. You can visit Skater HQ at one of their Sydney shops or shop online at skaterhq.com.au. Also, big thanks to our Patreon supporters. It really means a lot. If you want to become a patron of the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a monthly contribution. Even just $2 a month would be a huge encouragement. Hi and welcome to Mad Beef, the Australian Rollerblading Podcast. I'm Mikey Lynch and this is part two of my podcast swapcast conversation with Steve Truespin Johns. If you haven't checked out um, uh, Truespin Podcast, you should check that out. We kind of started almost the same time, part of a new generation of um, rollerblading podcasters. Um, in this episode, we talk about buying things secondhand, USD Aeons, uh, USD Frankie Morales boots and all those kind of curious design options that they make available. Um, uh, we talk about whether or not rollerblading videos should have party scenes and drinking in them. Um, we talk about skating alone or skating with a crew. I don't know, we just kind of go <laughs> all over the place. I hope you enjoy it. It was good fun chatting with him. I hope it's good fun listening to All right. Because um, I thought it was interesting. You had a subject called uh, buying secondhand, and I want to expand on that idea um, as far as what are some key, key things looking at when um, – because I love blade trade, and I'm sure you love blade trade, uh, the Australia version. And it's like, oh, I get to trade these others because yeah. somebody wants for once I don't want, and I don't have to buy them new. And yeah. if I'm going to buy them new, well, I'm going to try out some ones I could trade away right now. And if I really like them, I can commit. So, uh, what are some ideas you had with uh, or advice you can give people for buying secondhand? Um, it sounds to me like you're more experienced than. <laughs> I am that, you know, given my matter. So I'm really just sharing what I, you know, I'm applying what I've done with buying other things secondhand and what I've learned from others. And, uh, you know, some of it's just common sense, right? But uh, upfront, it's a risk. And I guess you just got to know that, right? If you're not mm-hmm. in a shop trying it on, pricing it right, anything less than that, it's a risk. If you're not buying, you know, straight from supplier, you know, in a way where there's there's a kind of a contractual arrangement, you, you, you've got to risk that someone's going to not disclose something they should disclose, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So you know, up, up front, that's you've got to know it's a risk. Second thing, um, like with any sort of skate, you've got to know sizing's different from skate to skate, oh, yeah. and you've got to know your own foot to some extent to know you know some of our foots are slimmer or fatter, and and so we just got to be aware of that. That's the second thing. Um, a th- uh, you know, a third thing is. I mean, I, I often try and look for people who are connected into the community, mm-hmm. you know, and I guess that's a, like with any secondhand buying, right? You know, obviously someone who's got high ratings on something like eBay or or something like that, you can trust them because other people are saying this person this person's trustworthy. Um, I think it blade trades even better because you get a lot of people who are just part of our blading community, our blading family, and so it's the risk is mitigated by people just just what they do to you is what they're doing to rollerblading. And so, you know, you hope that there's a, there's a kind of a spirit of, you know, kind of camaraderie that protects you from being ripped off. Yeah. Um, and so, so I look for that. I you know, stalk people even a bit and just see who are they friends with, who are they commented on, are they, you know, someone who's active in that way and is part of that community 
bits on things that get posted on the Blade Blade Trade site just to go, oh, that's a cool setup or that's a great skate. You know, you, you know that they're – do you know what I mean? They're actually part, part of things. Yeah, exactly. Rather, yeah. So I, I, Who they're I, friends yeah. with. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, uh, and then I – I mean, it's – someone can lie to you, but it's always good to know why they're selling it. Right. That helps me be prepared for what's unique in the strengths and weaknesses about the skate. You know, we right. talked about the unique things with an adapt. So you just want to know what you're getting into, that you go, I'm ready for that. I'm, you know, like I've tried a hockey skate or I'm, you know, I've done a lot of ice skating. I'm ready for a, you know, a, a stiffer sort of thing rather than a flexi ski boot sort of um, thing. <laughs> you know, like you've got enough going in for what the common complaints are. Right. Um, you want to know if there's, um, and, and I guess you want to get as many photos as possible, right? You know, Always. you want to, if you think about it, Inside the line and the edging of the line, you want to see under the skate. You want to see the wheels up close. In How profile. much wear you down? Here, I mean, you, totally. And if you really are wanting the wheel bearing setup, that depends whether you care about that. But I, you want to I hear never the do. Bearings. Yeah, if Those you are, want to do that. If they're vintage yeah. vintage wheels, I'll keep them. If they're barely touched. Like I try to look for skates that have vintage wheels, or I'm buying the frame, but I'll, get, I'll take the whole skate or that kind. Of, but if I'm if it's something like new, like nowadays, I'll shred every like anything that comes on the skate, and because I'll put new wheels on them, I have a lot of new wheels yeah. just sitting ready to be worn. So it's like, dude, no big deal for me to get a new one. But if it's vintage stuff, I put that on the shelf. I'm like that's for the my quote unquote museum. Like you know, because they're not making that anymore. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I'd um, yeah. I, I think that's maybe a little tip for the person coming back in for the OG. I don't know if you guys use that over in the states. The we kind do, of, you know, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the OG blader coming back in after a break because of work or family or injury, uh, I would definitely. My advice would be get secondhand to begin with to see whether you're going to actually better make room in your life for this, whether you want to bring it back. But uh, yeah, buy new wheels and bearings. You know, like just be prepared for that to go. Go for a second hand boot, but go for new wheels because well, even if they are passable, you want the as you said before, you want the best experience coming back. And the boot you can cope with a second hand boot as you're getting back into it, but you can't cope with crusty wheels and rattly bearings. It's somebody else's wear, so it's going to ride a lot different when you have fresh wheels and fresh um, bearings and everything. Yes. It, you're starting from level. You're starting from zero. So you have a true sense of um, that skate. Now, there's a couple of things like I like to bring attention to when it, when it comes to that. Now, I can't get a full review of the Adapt Skate until I have my soles and until I have my symmetric frames on. Wheels, I can probably, it'd be okay. But I want to feel what the, the manufacturer wants you to feel with that stock skate. And the same goes with other companies like Razors, other co- companies like USD. Like, if you're really going to try that skate out, you need to try it from a yeah. stock point of view yeah. uh, before you yeah. start really customizing. Because a lot of these, um, you know, a lot of these liners and stuff don't come with heel uh, plates all the time, or heel pads, or don't come with extra set of uh, liner or footbeds or anything like that so you need to try them as they were designed and then if you like like jug liners or old sificas or uh like yeah. i said earlier intuition twos or whatever the case yeah. is you can throw those in after the fact but at least try the skate as as intended you know what i mean before you start getting all it's Just like a car you what know they're doing yeah understand what they're ready for exactly yep. so that's why i'm so curious yeah, now to get that, mine in <laughs> yeah 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 i think um I think related to that as well, um, 
uh, kind of related. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to you got to get into their head and go, what are they aiming for? How do they imagine you using these? You know. Um, but uh, I, I think the other thing is, um, yeah, with filtering reviews, you've got to have a massive kind of, um, you know, a bull, bull kind of detector in terms of reading reviews right. because people can be so dogmatic. You know, and you got to go. This person who's speaking so authoritatively could be like some sort of, you know, sort of clueless person who's blaming their bad skating on the skate, or <laughs> you know, or just a fanboy who believes the hype of a brand. And and so you've you've got to you've got to either read enough reviews, you know, uh, to to sort of filter that out and go, you know, and some of it's just preference, right? Someone just goes, I know how I like to skate, and so I don't like this skate because that's not the kind of skate I like, you know. Yeah. So you've you got to read enough reviews and listen around enough to not just read one negative review or something. Especially uh, if they're involved oh, with a company. Crap. <laughs> if they're involved with a company like yes. certain people we know on the internet, um, they're going to be biased towards that one brand. Like you need to have the full yeah. spectrum. Like not only trying USD, but they're trying razors, they're trying Valos, they're trying Sebas. Like I felt like with a lot of the mushroom guys, it was just like a Seba K2 big company thing. You know what I mean? And it's just, <laughs> just recently I started seeing Joey on Valos or I, I you know V13s and yeah. stuff like that. Not the core companies anymore. And I can understand that given um, where they're at and where they're uh, capable of getting a hold of. But and then yeah. same with Lino saying with um, let's be honest, it's, it's all USD. So I'm like, all right, yeah. try some rollerblade, try some, you know, volos, try some other things. We have, I mean, you gotta take yep. it from. I've tried all these different brands, so that's why I'm doing my reviews. Like, hey, I have all these skates. I have almost every single company that's that's out there. You know what I mean? Right. And I'll give you honest pink because nobody's paying me. Nobody's giving giving <laughs> me a paycheck or are talking talk to me about yeah. development so i can free will tell you no it's not skate for me but this skates are so tailor-made or so certain for certain people foot it's not like a skateboard where you have eight sizes will fit everybody mm-hmm. it, you know what i mean it's some are gonna have narrow some will be wide some are gonna be light in the toe some are gonna be more compact some are gonna be you know with lots of separation between you liner shell or straight to a boot like a like an adapt or you know maybe like a carbon yeah it's just it's so certain that you have to and you have to give it an honest review from i think like i said before from a stock from a stock point of view to to really do it you know Agreed. that's just my opinion it's not like <laughs> car commercials where you know starting as low as 24,000 but pictured at 34,000 you know what I mean? It's not like <laughs> it's not like that. You know, you, you have to review it from stock point of view, and that's just my opinion. But honestly, when it comes yeah. to anything over, yeah. like I think maybe, yeah, I was just going to say maybe, like just thinking back to the mushroom guys and the shop task, you know, Leon Basin and stuff. Maybe if there's a point where you, you've become such a engineering geek and see that your ethos aligns with a company, and even if you're taking it in a direction, you know that. You know this company, and what they produce stock gels with your custom thing in just the right. And I, I suspect maybe that happens sometimes as well, where you go their corporate vision and my custom vision actually is just this perfectly happy kind of marriage of the two. Um, you know, and uh, and I guess that's the one exception where you go, you know, you begin to know, oh yeah, that just the whole where they're coming from kind of fits perfectly with my yeah. 
um, my angle on things. I think we all come back to like the Leon's invention with the wizard frame and that type of deal. And I really like it. I really like some of the skating going on there, but I feel that frame only fits certain skates. It won't fit a normal, uh, a yep. core aggressive skate. Yeah. You know, but as far as just buying secondhand in general, I think it's a great idea, especially for any skate that's over the certain amount, like in the U.S., I'm not sure how it works in uh, Australian currency, but um, over $300 when you try to get into In Australian dollars. Yeah. <laughs> in Australian dollars to get an, an adapt skate sent over from the Netherlands, full new, I was preparing for 800 AUD um, in total for a full setup, which um, just have a look at my MacBook. That, that's like uh, – uh, what is that in USD? 630 USD would it, would it cost me to get a skate new from the Netherlands. So, yeah, it's a big layout, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. I probably never – I would feel more comfortable now buying a brand-new set of adapts once I've gotten yeah. some used ones and feel – because it's a big investment. If it's under, yeah. I would say, 300 uh, US, something like that, like, I'm okay. I can take a gamble on it. You know what I mean? Because it's not a huge investment. Yeah. If I don't like them, it's pretty easy to get get rid of because kids can afford them, or people can get them easier. But once you get into high dollar things like well, this carbon fiber stuff with bottle lights and carbon freeze and adapts, sebas. Uh, am I missing anything? Um, uh, that's all I can think of right now. But the that's a big investment. Now we're all adults, but we don't have like just loads and loads of money and and stuff like that. We all yeah. have sometimes incomes that don't let us get to that mark but we want that mark absolutely we want that 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 response and the carbon fiber and the best of the best but buying secondhand might be the smarter idea now it doesn't further along the sales of these companies in fine but i think it, it it further alongs the satisfaction of the buyer once they buy the skate and gives them the advocacy of loving that skate and telling other people Yes, yeah, and and the money goes to someone, to the skating industry. Some, as you said before, some sell secondhand, probably, so they can it's often, and so um, so you're actually keeping you keeping money flowing in the um in the skate world. If you're buying bearings and frames and wheels new, <laughs> then you're probably feeding. I don't know, possibly feeding in stuff that has a higher margin than selling a skate boot in terms of actual you know, kind of net profit for the company. I don't know how the economics works. Um, but I don't know. I, mean, I, I think in the end, you, you, over time, you develop a bit of loyalty and according to your budget, you go, yeah, I've got some money, you know, things are doing all right in terms of life. Right. I'm going to now buy a new – because I do love the company and I want to help them according to my means. And so, you know, now's the year and I am going to buy a fresh pair of whatever, you know, so – Now's the best time ever, I guess. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, have you looked into um, any other skates at the moment? Are you completely satisfied with adapts for the moment, or you've tried to look at Aeons or anything kind of a new type of skate? I uh, just don't have the spending power to go into it. But, but if you um, did, uh, but I, if I did, I hear so many good things about the Aeons. It's um, that's amazing how how universally positive. Apart from there were some negative comments people said about the initial liners, stock liners, or at least the first run or something. I heard, yeah. but otherwise, I'm not hearing. I'm just hearing lots of glowing praise and lots of people happy with it and what it's produced. And and so yeah, I'd be very curious 
to try a pair of them. And I do love the um, uh, imaginative ridiculousness of the whole USD design and styling. I think that's, you know, some of those Aeons are deliberately created to look like a, a, a you know, a RS rollerblade from 1992 or something, you know, with their <laughs> fluoro tipping and, and then some ones recently that look like cyan or baby blue, the USD sways, and, and and then the other kind of, you know, like the Frankie Morales sort of stuff that looks like a Nike Jordan boot or something. Like, I just reckon that's very fun, <laughs> you know. Very specific, but, uh, too, though. Going. Very, like, I mean, yeah, I, I can't rock yeah, a Jordan yeah. or I can't rock, like, one of the Frankie boots, but, you know, I can definitely appreciate the style. And uh, I thought it was kind of interesting that they're dropping the four legends skates with uh, uh, Richard, Fish, um, Albert and uh, Carlos. I yeah. thought that was very interesting. I was like, man, as much as I love those dudes, I would much what rather have seen a Dustin Latimer, or you know, or a Louis, mm. or like an Arlo, or because Arlo had a white skate, Louis had a white skate, yeah. Dustin had a gray skate. Um, you can even do a Petty in there, but I get like you know they're different legends in their own right. But yeah. last time I saw Richard skating, he was on yeah. Razors. Yeah. Last time I saw Fish, he was on Volos. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like yeah, uh, it's kind of like the whole um, uh, Aragon Six. Like he he gets a boot a year after he's already left the sport. Yeah, I mean it's naming a boot. What is that's the politics and the courtesy and the symbol symbolism of that. Who knows? It's you know, it's a it's a weird old world, isn't it? And um, in my mind, uh, I, companies do whatever they do internally, sure. right? And they're sure. doing it for whatever reason they're doing it. But I, I'm definitely with you that I kind of feel like uh, I like the idea of get, naming a boot after someone who's on the rise. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, like, it makes sense to have a you know, or, or is just you know, just peaking in their sport. So while Aragon's still skating, extraordinary skater, it makes sense for him to have a boot, you know? Right. Um, you know, Tarmac CEs, Chris Edwards, or, um, well, I mean, Julian Barr with Adapt. Like, I mean, extraordinary and unique style and image and look. And, and so that that kind of, you know, and Russell Day similarly seeing out his stuff. I mean, just great skater. Frankie Morales, again, very unique um, skating style. Like, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, in my mind, I feel like you want to preserve it for people who really are, you know, emblematic of something extraordinary rather than just going, oh, you're on our team, we like, we'll give you a skate. That does seem a little odd to me, but um, I just, you know, who knows the politics and, yeah. I, it felt like it was more of a colorway choice, like, oh, we need a red, oh, we need a black, oh, we need a green, oh, we need a... Oh, you know, we're missing white mm. or whatever. So I was like, is it, is it a color thing? Cause you definitely kind of did that. With, let's be honest. Like I don't talk about anything past the USD tour tape of USD for the most part until you get to up to recently. Like it, everything was cool. I love that. And Richard's an awesome dude and fish is awesome. But if you're going to talk like legendary status, you're going to talk Dustin Lambert. You're going to talk, you're going to talk champ. You're going to talk, yeah. you know, yep. uh, petty. Like, if he came out with some kind of petty-looking Aeon, oh, man, you'd have my money now. I don't even, I don't even know if I could skate them. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that legendary, mythical um, statu- uh, yeah. you know, status. So, In the end, I don't think I'm going to buy a skate because the name that's on it. I'm going to buy a skate because of how it looks. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. Um, imagine, like, a cootie tar version. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine how awesome yeah. that would be? <laughs> be good <laughs> like i almost like messaged um 
adapt for the custom. Like, how do you make a kudita uh, adapt? Like, how how can I make this happen? Because I, it's just my favorite color scheme, yeah. my favorite boot of all time. And I don't know if it had anything. Probably had to do mostly with the video itself because it was so like a legendary video. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just thought that the Aeon choices were like really you didn't you couldn't do it. one Dustin Latimer or Kevin Gillen who are mm-hmm. definitely of legends for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I yeah. love Carlos and Albert and Fish and Richard, but I just thought that sure. was a interesting choice. You know, especially uh, given yeah. the nature of who's been skating what in the past so so often. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. That's just me ranting uh, or <laughs> speculative talking or wherever the case was. But uh, I don't know. I've been kind of going through old videos and old stuff, and I posted a whole a video on all my um, collection that I got from a friend in Sweden. And, um, dude, it's, I got like, over like 130 like VHS tapes and it's been a monster. Wow. Yeah, dude, it's, it's been insane. Wow. But the problem, Force. what I've come into recently, the problem I'm having is I didn't know that there were different versions of VHS tapes. Like there's a North American version opposed to a PAL, like a uh, European version. Oh, hey, wow. Uh, did you know that? I didn't know this. Need machines. Yeah, uh, maybe sort of very vaguely. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought uh, the format was the same, and where you go, apparently it's the type of tape versus and mm. then the real size because it will play differently. Mm. So now I have to go through the trouble of uh. going on Amazon or electric store to get um, a converter that will play in the right thing. So I'm like, oh, yeah. half the things that I pop in are not the right speeds because of the conversion rate. But it's been fun. I've been watching them. And I noticed that you came up with a topic about after skaters uh, skate a trick, it might be a few attempts on the video, that they would give the middle they finger. The like, what is that? <laughs> and I've always thought, you know what? I th- you know what I think it is? You try the trick so many times, you're beating up your body, and you finally did it. You finally nailed it. So you're just flipping off the camera saying, yep, I did it at first. Get out of my face. Like, or you're, talking, you're taunting the ledge. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Con- I conquered you. Or something. I don't know. What do you think? On um, on SoundCloud, um, think on SoundCloud or Facebook. Oh, somewhere. Some. So, no, no, no. It was on Instagram. Um, Ollie Chaya um, said, from his experience, it's when the cameraman has been hassling you to do a particular thing that you don't particularly want to do, <laughs> and then you nail it, and then it's like, up yours. I've done it. I hate you. Sort of. Thing. <laughs> Yeah. So that was his experience. The cameramen uh, um, yeah, tend so to uh, encourage the skaters when they need encouraging. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think that's in the end that's probably the the best. I, I think the best explanations is when it's that it's like I've killed you, you're dead, I own you. You know, and that's cool. <laughs> or you know, screw you, cameraman, or whoever's standing near the cameraman. You told me to do it. I didn't want to. You know, whatever. I, yeah. Um, but I think some, I, I can't help but think some of it is it just became this weird habit, right? And a weird kind of stupid dorky habit in retrospect where it's like it's cool to stick up your finger. And, and it's just like why are you doing that? You know, like that's – you know, what's that? So sometimes I feel like it probably has just become this, this habit and, uh, and one of those things that just looks a little bit, a little bit lame when you look at it. <laughs> Yeah, like a, a, like a lot of that stuff. But you still look at some of those younger skaters from previous generations. You just go, you're young, dumb, spotty, kind of just out of teenagehood. 
You look at it as an adult, like, why are you smoking and drinking? You're like 17. Like, that's illegal. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's like, what were we doing back then? And and it it, it kind of brought up the point where I was like, man, this is like a a historian value of what we were as kids. Like, I was like, if you didn't do anything in your life, well, we have so much documentations of your life. It's incredible with all these tapes (laughs) we have and DVDs, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the kind of the other thing like that is just some of the real gross sort of sexist stuff, you know. It just mm. that's just is super dated as well to some extent. Where it's like you're filming a thing, and then just filming some girl's ass as she's walking away, and <laughs> you know, just it's just just pervy. Do you know what I mean? You know, there was this mm-hmm. one. What's the um? What's the old video from like the late nineties where it's like a really dr- at the very end? There's like this drunk Brooke Howard Smith at some trade show kind of getting up in the face of a bunch of girls who really want him to sort of back off. And it, Was I that Coup d'etat? Maybe it's the end of Coup d'etat. Yeah. I think it is in the uh, Coup d'etat. Or volume. Uh, or Coup d'etat. Yeah. Volume. It's one of those. One of the bigger ones. I remember that. I think it was Coup Yeah. And it's just, oh, you know, like I, that, was, that should be embarrassing. And you should not have – it's not cool. It's not funny. It's just sad and gross. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about yeah, now so. with edits and VODs where you show me the party scene and you show me the stuff before because I'm like, you know what? I get it and all, but that's not painting a picture if I try to show this – younger kid our sport and the pinnacle mm. of going around the world and, and being paid and skating and doing all that stuff and then we're showing like yeah, this yeah. party in between adolescence stuff i just don't think it's the the time yeah. for it. i know there's there needs to be a little bit of grit in our life and a little bit of that party rock star lifestyle and stuff but mm. i don't know for me it's just never been i can't sit down on the couch with my wife and kids say mm. hey let's watch this video oh wait wait, wait. fast forward fast forward uh you didn't see that um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know right. what I mean? And nowadays, like, I've been watching. Like, I mean, I. I yeah. I do. Um, there was some post um, oh, a year or so ago from um, uh, what's his name for Rollerblade going, ah, oh, stop drinking and smoking and back to more professional, you know. Um, and, and, and part of my. Like, I, I do like that. I do like that kind of come on, you know, be conscious about, you know, welcoming the next generation or whatever. On the other hand, in the end, I want to say to my kids, you look up to a sports person or a rock star for their sport or their music, right. you know? <laughs> and so there's partly the parenting responsibility there where you go, well, what is awesome about that person is not their lifestyle. Like, you know, just because you're awesome at skating doesn't make, mean you, you're awesome at life, you know what I mean? And so I guess that's the thing that I, as a parent, want to be saying to people is look up to people you admire. Uh, and admire them for their character if that's what you're looking up to. But sure, you can look up to someone for their skating, and they could be a total twit in their <laughs> personal life. Yeah. But you're not admiring them for their personal life. The reason they're famous is because they kill it once they strap their skates on. And so I guess that's my other sort of it is in the end they can tell the story. If that's their life, sure, you know, tell that part of the story if they want to. Um, just, yeah, we, we just need to sort of tell people that that's not a necessary part of rollerblading culture or rock music culture or hip hop culture. It's, it's, it's one aspect of youth culture always will be. Yeah. I think, and one aspect of sport culture because something about thrill seeking will inevitably mean some people seek thrills with chemicals as well as adrenaline, (laughs) as well as whatever. Or cases. Yeah. It's just like back in the day when we watch, um, hoax, uh, hoax, uh, two, and Arlo shown his wang to the girls in the in the in the jeep. You know, if your mom walked in on yeah. that one, it might be a, a what is this video? Turn it off now. 
kind of kind of deal. So it's just one yeah. of those type of deals, and especially being older now and trying to show my son blading and that kind of thing. It was just one of those like ah, I can do without that part kind of things. Yeah, you know, I yeah. was just I don't know. It's also the weird thing too. I was looking at some videos, and there's a lot of shots of waking up bladers in bed. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, I, like, I mean, like obviously the hoax, the hoax ones. They're two of videos, right? And yeah, so, um, yeah, you know, some of that as well. It's it's just imagine how disgusting that bass would have spelled. You know what I mean? Oh my goodness! You know, like like hoax two and three. You get those. You just go yuck. This whole bunch of kind of young men and sweaty skate feet. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a very funny one, isn't it? It's Josh Petty getting woken up and looking yep. really grumpy and cooked uh, up, where he's kind of he just, just wakes up. Yep. <laughs> yeah, just stare. They just have his camera at this grumpy, leave me alone face for about sort of a minute or something. Yeah, there's a few ones I remember. Um, uh, Randy, Randy Spicer's mm. one. I think Louis is one. And I guess, I guess you can count. I don't know why it was funny at the time, but Kevin Gillen <laughs> hits his girlfriend at the time with a pillow. I'm like, why? So, I don't know why it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> she asked for something simple and just whacks her over, the, over the back I, of the head. I, I guess it says something about when you're a young man waking up. <laughs> is a big and significant part of your day. It's this Herculean effort to wake up. I, I haven't watched, um, to my shame, I haven't yet actually forked out to buy and watch Delphon Dio yet, but I like to imagine with all these kind of slightly more older, experienced skaters that if you had them wake, I don't know if it shows waking up scenes for them, but I can imagine, you know how like when you get older, you become a little bit more kind of anal in your waking up routines and a bit more stuck in your ways. Yep. I can imagine them all pulling off their sleep apnea machines and getting out their <laughs> kind of teeth grinding mouth guards and uh, going through a really pedantic kind of preparing the um, cheer and kale smoothies and it all just being gosh. very, very different to a hoax tour. Right. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's a it's a whole new thing if you try to wake up a grown adult now. It's uh, yeah. our kids around you, your dogs barking and all that yes. kind of stuff. It's just a different time. So I just thought, hey, you know, it's it's just <laughs> one of those things. I just it was and like, security guards, right? Like some of the security guards um, in some of those old videos are just old angry people, and they just need to chill out, right? But right. sometimes they're just some poor guy getting paid nothing. To do. He's just trying to do a job. And then there's a bunch of kind of bladers being really mean to someone who's just just kind of, you know, give him a break. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's like now, you know what I mean? As an adult, it's like, no, no, we're cool, we're cool, right? Well, we'll leave now. We'll, we'll be okay. Like, yeah. we've learned to actually, hey, they're a human too. And a lot of times they're probably younger than you. So they're just yeah. trying to do their job. You're just trying to skate, like, be cool. You know, it's not yeah, like angry civil. youth again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah. I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's like a whole punk rock mentality. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just uh, I was looking at rollers yesterday. Did you see the uh, Scott Crawford thing? No, not yet. Oh my goodness! You got to check out. It's uh, filmed by Dom West. Yeah. Infamous Vine Street. Uh, yeah, yeah. Photographer, uh, professional. I mean, it's crazy how good he is. It's like top professionals. He's definitely one of them in the blading world, for especially and, uh, you know, globally also as well. But you definitely need to check that out. I definitely like the style of 
kind of the short film um, slow motion skating with voice over. You kind of got yeah. a little bit of that with um, Stockwell's Space Invader. Uh, yeah, yeah. VOD a, f- a bit back. So if you get a chance, man, being Australian, I thought you'd be like, for sure, when it comes to Scott Crawford, like, oh, I have my uh, antennas oh, on. Man, man. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm, I'm, it's where it's there. I just haven't got my act together to um, be on oh. top of stuff. It's been a busy time of year, so I've kinda, I'm a bit behind. So I'll, I'll definitely <laughs> check it out, man, and, um, and have a look. Yeah, I love Don West stuff. I think he, you know, he, I love a video maker that portrays something of what it feels like to skate. Mm-hmm. Do you well, know what I mean? Yeah, I mean – there's something about like, especially somebody um, a little bit older like Scott Crawford coming back and still skating and still skating really well, and the voiceover and telling how your life has been on blades and giving that commentary is very special. And yeah. you don't really get that with a newer generation as much because they're just so new. And are there a lot of people around your scene um, that you skate with, or how, what's the scene like by you? I, I, I've always been a, um, uh, an exercise and skate sort of pretty happy to do by myself. That's, you know, I kind of like something right. about being able to just go when you want to go, do, do, stop when you want to stop. So I, I haven't kind of gone out of my way to seek out people. But anyway, in, in Hobart, Tasmania, where I am, there's, um, there's hardly anyone who I've encountered who's active and regularly skating. So there was one guy I skated with for a little bit, but he moved up to an elsewhere in the state. Um, and so, you know, we've done kind of catch up when he happens to be down here or I happen to be, you know, where he is. Um, and then there's a really big OG Facebook page in Melbourne because I used to live in Melbourne when I was skating, you know, as a teenager. Um, and so a lot of my old friends, well, some, some of the people I used to know are back into it and um, posting there. And so I really hope to have a chance to go over to Melbourne and skate with them just because of that community from a distance has been this really great. So I guess I feel more helped being in touch with the community online and, mm-hmm. and, and, and stuff. And then I just go and do my thing in a lunch break or in the morning or whenever <laughs> I'm with the kids, whenever I can. Right. And then as I'm sharing what I'm learning and what I'm thinking about and what I'm buying, uh, getting in others, uh-huh. but I'm pretty happy to on my own. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Occasionally we'll get like, um, again, working on the vert skating, it seems that there's really interestingly, there's hardly any, we've got a good vert bowl has recently been built. Hardly any of the younger kids skate, want to skate the vert. They're all on the street with their scooters and skateboards and bikes. There's one or two guys with scooters, uh-huh. young guys with scooters. Um, there's a whole bunch of the girls who've gotten into skateboarding um, are really into skating vert. And so there's actually quite a few really good girls. There's a girl skateboard group here called She Shredders, and a whole bunch of them are <laughs> very rad. good on vert. And, and so, and then a lot of the older skateboarders, you know, and they're, again, similar age, 30s and 40s, are skating the vert. So that that's quite nice being, you know, at the vert bowl with, you know, three teenage girls, one scooter kid, and then like a 40-year-old skateboarder. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of 40-year-old skateboarders. So that's... Uh, it doesn't matter what discipline, do you know what I mean? You're all just cheering each other on and, and having a laugh, and, and and that's really nice. And I think the older skaters, I think skateboarding already and rollerblading now went to for decades of being intergenerational, uh-huh. and um, and as a result, the older guys bring encouragement in a whole other way. Just we we dial in whatever level of skill you're at and cheer you on at the level of skill you're at, and I just reckon that's a great vibe. Okay. Okay. So you're definitely not skating around like the big, um, 
big areas with uh, all the old school guys like we see in videos, and we all assume that everybody knows each other, right? No, yes, I know, know some of these guys and, and, and have been in touch and look forward when I am traveling to other cities to check in with some of those guys and, and skate with them. And it's been nice through the podcast getting to know a few others around the place that I hope to skate with when I get to, to various places. But no, definitely not the kind of the skating posse, no. Well, maybe you can uh, do some more international traveling soon or something or, or, or travel yeah. on, on location or maybe one day come out here and come out to Blade Cup or something. Yeah, I'd love that. Because it's definitely one of the biggest things all year, and it's a, it's a crazy wild show that those few days. I reckon. Uh, yeah, I'd love to do that, man. But yeah, man, it's been uh, great chatting with you, and man, I think we've been going for quite some time here, talking about who knows what. <laughs> yeah, about an hour. Yeah. We're still listening to this. God yeah. bless you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. It's been lovely to, to chat with you and get to know you, and I'll, I'll keep, obviously... Following the the True Spin podcast, I, I want to give shout out. I don't know if you've come across the um, the new Canadian po- podcast from Tom Mosher, the um, what's that spellcaster. The, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I reckon that's really good fun. Yeah, I, I, try, um, I did shout out um, all of them really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I wanted to mention them if people haven't come across them, and then um, what's the one called Blader Geeks as well. I think they they you know they tend to have pretty good fun conversations. I'm not sure if you listen to them at all yet. I do. Yeah, so again, with our listeners out there haven't yet dug them out, I figure we should, you know, if you're doing the business of pointing people to other podcasts, Always. I wanted to mention those two, those two guys. And don't forget my boy Lawrence at a Back to Blading. Totally. Lawrence and Ben, they do. They just, uh, did their third episode wherever this is airing. I might be four, I don't know. But yeah, so definitely check out Tom yeah. uh, over at Spellcaster. Check out Lawrence and Ben at Back to Blading, Brian Kranz at... Rocktown podcast, uh, Pal Movement. Every now and again, when he has a Blader's on, he like he just had Aragon on, and he had Arla before, and Alex Broskow, Chris Happy. Oh man, that was great, Broskow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course yours, Mad Beef. Man, Arla was great, to, great to listen to. Gosh, he's a great talker. He's just I, a great fun dude to listen, listen to rambling. I can listen to him for hours, man. He, he's got so many stories, and he, he yeah. puts in a very very easy to understand type of way and he's very literate with his literations yeah. are, are, are incredible and he's got a lot to tell so yeah but i'm hoping that um all goes well with your, your podcast the mad beef podcast um which you can find that on stitcher Thanks, i think all the different places right itunes stitcher all the the normal haunts soundcloud yeah it's kind of like the the trifecta and i believe it plays at other places too but those are like our made podcasts yep. Um, thanks, apps man. and stuff. So yeah, and uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out with me a little bit. And um, tell me how tomorrow goes because I'm still on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's looking good. It's looking good, man. Looking, looking pretty care. good. I'd rather see you from the future. I'm, I'm, in, your, I'm in your past. Yeah, so Matt Beef Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch. Theme music by Edifice Architect. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, and get in touch with us on our Facebook page. Mad Beef is supported by Skater HQ. You can find them online at skaterhq.com.au. We are also supported by our growing number of Patreon patrons. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon. Even just $2 a month, every little bit helps. 